Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio, a podcast that delivers honest conversations about food, fitness, weight, and wellness. I'm your host, Annie Breeze, along with Jennifer Campbell and Lauren Kosky. We are personal trainers, nutritionists, and founders of Balance 365. Together, we coach thousands of women each day and are on a mission to help them feel healthy, happy, and confident in their bodies on their own terms. Join us here every week as we discuss hot topics pertaining to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being with amazing guests. Enjoy. If you're like me, I always cringed a little bit at the thought of how much candy my kids could potentially consume this time of year. And on last week's episode, Lauren and I discussed our top tips for navigating the candy season as an adult, and today Jen is joining me to do the same in regards to our kiddos. On today's short episode, Jen and I share three really great tried and true tips for helping teach your children moderation with Halloween candy this year. Enjoy! Good morning, Jen. How are morning. you? Morning. Good. Tired. <laughs> it's early. I know. It's early. Where? What time is it well, for you? Well, it is 6.45 a.m., which I know isn't early for most people, but my alarm did go, go off at 5.50 this morning, and you and I started chatting at 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. And... Do you, whenever you come on in the morning, it's always funny because you have your my, robe yeah. and you're like, mor- <laughs> my morning voice. And my groggy morning voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, thank you for getting up. No problem. Talking to me this morning. Um, so last week, Lauren and I discussed some strategies for helping adults navigate the candy season as Halloween is upon us. And today we wanted to discuss specifically kids because The information we shared in last week's podcast about adults doesn't necessarily apply to children. And we have some alternative suggestions um, because I know what I've tried personally is everything from like you get a couple pieces of candy and then we're throwing the bag away to just eat all the candy, do whatever you want. Somewhere in between, we've tried a couple different solutions. And I think the suggestions we have here today can be really helpful if you're not sure how you want to tackle and talking and implementing moderation and candy and Halloween. For sure. And these are the guidelines that I have used for um, four years now with my kids and they work wonderfully. Yeah. So our first suggestion, let's just jump jump right into it, is actually the same as the one we shared on the adults, but it's don't skip meals before trick-or-treating. And <clears throat> it may seem like a good idea to just pass on dinner, uh, considering when you're thinking about the quantity of candy that your children could consume. But eating a balanced meal before they head out can help ensure that they're not ravenous midway through and melting down over like a mini Snickers, and then overeating candy because they're just hungry. I know I do that, and I think kids do that as well. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, like you wait until you're starving, and then you just eat all the things. Yeah, we have a family tradition, um, and I got this when I was growing up. This is what my mom did, and now I do it for my kids. We, I make a big pot of chili in the slow cooker and um, bake a side of garlic bread, and that we have like – a Halloween dinner. So sometimes we will go out trick-or-treating for a little bit, come back and have chili, or we'll just have our chili dinner and then go out trick-or-treating. But yeah, definitely making sure. That sounds good. I like yeah. it. And believe it or not, I can, I can cook chili. 
that is like one thing I I'll, pretty much because it's like brown some meat and uh, throw stuff in a crock pot. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't make chili super often, so my kids they you know it's part of this Halloween tradition, and they know you know I think they're they look forward to the chili as much as the candy a little bit. Yeah, that's I love that. I, I'm gonna adopt yeah. that. I'm stealing. Yeah, stealing go that. Go, we should go we should it. we should come up with a. Uh, Balance 365 Halloween chili recipe. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> not, not it. I, I'm not. I'll I'm share not my mom's. It's really oh good. yeah. Um, okay. Second uh, point is make it a learning opportunity, and this is advice that we had adopted from Ellen Satter, which um, we've talked about on previous podcasts on feeding your families and. She is a family therapist who specializes in family feeding and eating, Um, and she encourages that the goal is to eventually have children to be able to manage their own candy consumption, Mm -hmm. and I know you have a story to share about that, but this is what she suggests, and I pulled this right from the Ellen Satter Institute website, which we can link in the show notes, Um, but it's for your children to learn you have to keep interface to a minimum, and so when he or she comes home from trick-or-treating, let him lay out his booty gloat all over it, sort it, eat as much as he or she wants, and let them do the same the next day. Then have them put it away and regulate it to meal and snack times. A couple of small pieces at meals for dessert and as much as he or she wants at snack time. If they can follow the rules, your child gets to keep control of the stash. Otherwise, you do, on the assumption that as soon as he can manage it, he gets to keep it. Um, offer milk with candy and you have the chance at good nutrition. And I know, Jen, you have some thoughts on this because reading this the first time I was like, you, she's suggesting this, this family therapist who specializes in family feeding and eating is suggesting just to let your kid eat what they want the first couple days. And I'm like, they're going to eat all of it. Like yeah. they're going to eat all of it. So tell me, uh, tell me your experience with this when you, when you did this. So this is probably the most important point in this podcast, and um, the reason why your child might go crazy on a bag of candy is because, well, there's just so much of it, and they're really excited for one, but number two is studies show the children who have struggle with moderation are the children who come from more restrictive homes. And I have shared a lot about my feeding journey with my kids on this podcast in various episodes because it was an enormous struggle for me to find a balanced, middle, moderate ground with my kids um, coming from such a restrictive dieting background myself. Even when I myself didn't feel I was a restrictive dieter anymore, I wouldn't have considered myself that. I found that I was still putting a lot of rules on my kids. So that was a whole journey in itself. So our story with Sam was, it was Halloween and um, he was five and um, he's now nine. So we're going out trick-or-treating in the neighborhood and, you know, I had Ellen Satter's guidelines in my head. We had, you know, I was really into this improving his relationship with food, you know, area of our life because I've shared on previous podcasts, I had just a couple months prior had found out he was hoarding food in his room. So my focus at that point was really going like, I need to, I need to help this child, right? So mm-hmm. um, I knew it wasn't going to go well or great <laughs> that night. And I knew a lot of that was my own anxieties around food and candy. Um, 
but I followed Ellen Satter's guidelines. We went trick-or-treating. We went home. With The kids dumped their candy out on the table, and we said, go to town. We did that again the next night, dumped the candy on the table, told them to go to town, and then after that, we started bringing out candy during meals. And what happened the first night was Sam ate so much candy, he got sick. He threw up. And it was very hard for me to watch. But it is. It is hard to watch your kids make mistakes when you know they're about to make a mistake. And I mean, at any age, in any situation, it is hard to watch your kids make mistakes. However, understanding that that is how they learn and you have to let them learn their own lessons sometimes. So... I had this all in my mind. He threw up and I just discussed with him after. How did that feel? What would you do next time? And just totally with no judgment and letting him decide what, you know, the course of action should be. So he said, that did not feel very good. I don't want to do that again. Next time, I think I will eat less candy. (laughs) I said, okay, yes, sounds good. Did angels sing from the heavens? Yeah, pretty much. And I thought... (laughs) And I thought, oh, like, I really thought, okay, this is working. You know, this is working. All of the guidelines that I have read and, you know, it's like, it's working. It's like magic. So the next night, I mean, he still went to town on the candy the next night. Um, He just, he did eat less. He didn't get sick the next night. And then we brought it out during meals and it was fine. It was, it really was fine. And eventually they forgot about it. And I'm known in the past to be one of those crazy moms. I shouldn't say crazy because I know we are all coming from a place of, you know, it's coming from a good place. And, mm-hmm. but I would only let him pick out a couple candy on, candies on Halloween, you know, and then, and then it just would become a fixation. So he, you know, prior to that year, Halloween and Easter and all these candy holidays were very stressful for us because I would, you know, I came at it from the, position of I'm going to try and control this, control their intake. And then the kids would just become fixated on the candy for that holiday. And I would be hiding it and I would find them trying, you know, they would be trying to find it. And I would catch them in the Halloween bag up in the cupboard and, you know, then there'd be trouble and and stress and I hate Halloween and I wish we didn't have all these candy holidays where as soon as I relaxed and let them go through the process, it has taken all the stress out of these holidays and it has taken it has made me see that my children are capable of moderating themselves when given you know first like step one was unrestricted access and then controlled access so what happened was that first year that I implemented these these changes my kids forgot about their candy for the first time ever and Um, we ended up just bringing the candy out during meals and then I ended up just bringing it and then we transitioned to just bringing it out um, after supper and eventually they forgot about the candy. They just forgot about it and then I stopped bringing it out and then I ended up throwing it all away because, because I know as everybody knows like you just get so much candy and you end up with the stuff they don't really like anyways but it was just it was amazing to me so that has been our process every year now and every year it's the same thing you know my kids they you know, they don't have to feel any urgency or scarcity around this Halloween candy because they know we're not getting home and I'm not going to be taking it away. And, you know, so. Or, or hiding it, like you or said. Or hiding like, it or. Yeah. I like, mean, I still, I still do not hide it, but I keep it, I still do keep it in a cupboard that they can't reach. So 
you know, unrestricted access day one, unrestricted access day two, and then um, then I keep it in a cupboard um, that they can't reach. But, you know, just saying it's coming. No, it'll come down at lunch, it'll come down at supper, and it'll come down at snack time. Even I was bringing it for afternoon snack. Um, and then following through with what I was saying so that they trusted it. And yeah, it was just, it went so well that first year and it may not go as well for people that first year, but you have to remember that if you have been very restrictive with your kids' diets or very restrictive in previous Halloween, Easter, Valentine's Day, and your kids are old enough to have those memories that they just may not trust you with what you're saying and you just have to keep following, following through with what you say. Yeah, and it could be uh, a practice, you know, like you said, it, it might not go as well as your experience did the first time. It might take, you know, a couple of days. And, and like Ellen Satter suggests that like um, this is assuming that they can follow the rules, quote unquote, and they can control the stash. And if they can't, then you control it and, and they can earn it back. You know, it might take some trial and error, like, oh, right. eat too much, you know, n- now, now mommy or daddy is is going to take it back and then you can have some and we can try again. You know, like this yeah. is just like an evolution. I think if you approach it with that attitude of you need to figure out what's going to work for your family while also keeping in mind that it's restrictive practices that lead children to not being able to moderate or control themselves and there's studies that back this up. Um I did a Facebook Live um, a couple weeks ago on our public page, and I I referenced one study in particular that looked at nine children who were um, eight and nine years old, I think it was, and there was just a study done on them in school, and the they were given unrestricted access to food, and the children who could not control themselves around this food, so they would have lunch all together, and then they would be given unrestricted access to snack items. And the kids who could not control themselves with these snack items were the children who had more restrictive um, food philosophies in their homes. And the kids whose homes were more liberal with food, they, you know, they, they did not have trouble moderating themselves with this food. So it's really important to understand that and see, you know, you know you see the pattern in yourself, um, and you know you'll see these patterns in your kids and our the solution is always to restrict, restrict, restrict. And as we say over and over on almost every single podcast, that really is not the answer. So right. and you also have to understand that there will there's always a pendulum swing coming off restriction, right? It's that it's that binge restrict. Where Sam eats so much we're, he throws yes, up. <laughs> we're event so you're yeah, we're kids so event so that was Sam binging, right? Yeah. And it was so hard for me to watch, but he I had to let him learn his own mistakes. And we continue to do that with different things. Like, I don't like, you know, like, you know, he just learning, right? Learning yeah. about food, learning yeah. about his own body. I, d- I do that as an adult sometimes. Like, I mean, and we see this with the women we coach in Balance 365 when we talk about our hunger and fullness cues. It can take some while, uh, some trial and error, some just practice to actually find out when am I full, when am I too full? Like yeah, absolutely. now, and it's, it's and and sometimes paying attention to like that line when that line gets crossed. I remember, um, I think I've shared this before. I ate one way too many mini butterfingers one Halloween, and I did the same thing as Sam. And it's like oh, I you cannot, got sick. Oh, no. I cannot look at it, <laughs> a mini butterfinger right. ever again. But it's like that's that really is how you learn. 
Um, or it can be one of the great ways for your children to learn that skill of moderation. And um, I think that walks us right into our third and final point, which is to model moderation yourself with Halloween candy. Um, As I mentioned at the beginning, Lauren and I discussed last week some strategies for navigating Halloween candy as adults. And as the old adage goes, monkey see, monkey do. And allowing Mm -hmm. your kids to see you enjoy Halloween candy without this shame, without this self-loathing, without the, oh my gosh, just take this bag away. I can't, you know, like just get all the the negativity and complaining about Halloween. We shouldn't have these holidays. And yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, that, that seeing your kid, having your kids see you do that and model that behavior and enjoy Halloween candy and moderate whatever that looks like to you can help set the stage for them to do the same and and maybe that's like maybe you enjoy candy on Halloween night with them and then you know you do the same the next day and then we put it up and then you have a couple pieces at meal and snack time too with them you know and and then it goes away and then comes back goes away and comes back and I think that that's a really um great follow-up point yeah, when I started implementing these rules, it was, I like I was saying, it was the first year my kids forgot about the candy and just became disinterested in it, and I threw it away. And it was, I think it was that first year, it was on day 10, and I was like, nobody is eating this candy anymore. Nobody even cares about it. Everybody has moved on. Halloween was almost two weeks ago, and I thought, I'm just, and you know, the, all the candy that was left in there was things we didn't really like, so... I threw it away and I just thought, wow, that was, that was, went shockingly well. Yeah. But you really do have to trust the process. You because do, yeah. Because what we see so often when women, and I'm back talking about adults now, but when women in our experience, when they take off those labels of this is bad, I shouldn't have this, I can't have this, um, they do, they do, their pendulum does swing just like Sam's did. Their pendulum yeah, swings. They absolutely. eat all the food. And your instinct in that or your impulse, we've been conditioned to when you're in that stage is to pull that pendulum right back to the other side. Oh, nope. Ate too much. I can't have any more. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, just let that calm down in the middle. Yeah. Just we say, I, we always say, Mel, two, six, five, observe yourself without judgment. Yeah. So if you can observe yourself without judgment um, and think, see it, everything as a learning experience um your pendulum is more likely to to end up in in the center in a nice balanced place yeah where you don't feel like you have to hide the halloween candy or you can't trust yourself around the halloween candy or trust your kids and uh that feels like a really great place for me to be yes like i, I like i like that yes space, and so. our children yeah. Okay, quick recap. So um, if you're going out for beggar's night tonight or in the following nights, uh, step one, don't skip meals before trick-or-treating. Like feed them a balanced meal, offer all the foods you would normally. Uh, like Jen said, maybe a bowl of chili. I serve Fritos with mine. Do you – Fritos, like those chips, those I don't know chips? what Fritos are. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like Doritos? They're cor- no, they're corn chips. They're, no, we have garlic yeah. bread. I don't know what those are, but okay, I'm sure, it's that must delicious. be an, it must be a U.S. thing or an Iowa thing. It so is, is Beggars Night. Nobody calls it Beggars Night here. Oh, know. do you do you do term. trick or treat? Like kids do have to do yeah, a trick on the or treat. evening okay. of the thirty first. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think this is also maybe a Midwest thing. I'll be interested to see if the East Coast and West Coast, because you, well, you grew up in 
like the Midwest Central, of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, step two is a learning opportunity, which uh, we adopted from Ellen Satter. So let them have the candy the first couple of nights unregulated and then bring it out to meal and snack times. And if they can control it, if they can, if they can follow the rules around the candy, that they get to keep control of their stash. Otherwise, then you step in. But the key here is to keep the interface at a minimum, just like Jen said with Sam, just let them let them do it. Let them make the mistakes if they need to, um, and just be there to support them when it's when it's over and to discuss it. And then step three is model moderation yourself. So lead the way, right? Be the change you wish to see in your kids and your family. Model good behavior around, or model moderation. Not I shouldn't say good, but model moderation around candy yourself. Yeah. Anything to add? No, that was great. Nice and simple and quick. I know. Quick and easy. All right. Well, happy Halloween, Jen. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Okay. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by our online coaching course, Balance 365. If you're ready to say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises and yes to building healthy habits and a life you're 100% in love with, then check out our program at balance365.co to learn more.